1: Welcome back to the FCS Football Podcast presented to you by the Believe Podcast Network. I'm Joe DeLeon joined by Sean Anderson, and we are continuing on with our FCS draft spotlights, filling you in on the draft prospects coming from the FCS level. But before we get to that, Sean is now, as many of you might know, uh, an an adult who is making his own purchases, and apparently he's already uh, very well failing at that.
2: I may have gotten... I may have gotten the run around by a company in the Netherlands that sells sunglasses.
1: <laughs> Why do I feel I, like you you clicked on one of those links on Facebook from like a hacked account and that was where you bought them?
2: It wasn't. it, it looked it looked like a real legit operation and it's I don't get sunglasses. I don't like sunglasses. I never wear them. I, I'm not a fan of sunglasses. But I found one pair that I liked. Like, ever. In twi- in about to be 22 years, I've never dug them. I finally found a pair that I'm like, okay, I could occasionally wear these and enjoy wearing them. So I'm like, alright. And they had a discount code, so it was 30 bucks. So I go, I do all the purchase setup, you know, get them, buy them deal and then you know you get to where it's getting shipped to it's all it looks all legit and that was on january 24th and now it's february 12th um, so doing that math it's rounding out about three weeks where it said the expected date was around february 2nd at the latest
1: can you send me the link for this website so wait, did you go directly through the website
2: yeah where did
1: you find this website
2: I just typed in the style of sunglasses that I was looking for, and they popped up.
1: Why didn't you go off of Amazon like any normal human? I just being? did. Don't did. you have Amazon Prime too?
2: Yeah. So uh, i I my 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 recovery pair are coming in today.
1: <laughs> so what you're telling me is that your parents should probably not allow you to have your own credit card or <laughs> bank account if you're going to be making um, questionable. Purchases like
2: this. Okay, everyone gets scammed. I, <laughs> I, I haven't been happens. scammed. I, I don't know what you're talking about. It's not my worst scam, though. What's well, the worst one? I don't even really want to talk about it. It was five hundred dollars that I got scammed out.
1: What? No, you have to tell us now. You can't just drop that and then <laughs> and then us move on. What did you? How did you get scammed out of five hundred
2: dollars? As a young high schooler, not a young high schooler, as a senior in high school. I was obviously looking to get recruited. Oh, no. And I I may have found a recruiting service on Twitter that helps kids get recruited. Okay. For the service, $500, and if you don't get a D1 scholarship, your money back.
1: Oh, you probably didn't see that money.
2: (laughs) They had me Western union it to them. And that money ended up going to some other college football player somewhere. So I that was on my second.
1: Wait, what do you mean it went to some other college football? Player? Yeah,
2: yeah, it ended up going to somebody else. It did not. It it was um, slept on recruiting. If you've ever seen them, Joe.
1: I have not. Wait, but how did? Like, are you saying a, a college football player was I, running I, the and Western, scamming people?
2: No, no, I don't know. I don't know. It was like they all all the coaches had like. Like, there was a Coach Brown, a Coach White. There was a, a different coach. It was just – I was desperate, and it looked like they were legit. It, they, all they tweeted about was how one of their guys got offered, and then the initial stuff, it was, you know, tell, about me, tell, tell them about you, and then I told them about me, and then gave them the whole deal, and gave them 500 bucks.
1: And you didn't hear from them at all after that.
2: It was, okay, we keep in contact with you every day, and for the first two days they did. And then it progressively became like, we get in contact with you once a week, and then it became no responses. And now my bit is, whenever I think about it, I make a fake Twitter account, and then I go and I um, I catfish them. That I'm a prospective uh, student athlete that wants to get (laughs) recruited and pay their full money. And then I start cursing them out and start telling them to pay me my money back. <laughs> Wait, do you actually? <laughs> yes, That's I've awesome. catfished them. I've catfished them like five times.
1: That's. I wish you told me this story sooner. But the the funny thing is, though, is that there's actually some relevance to that because uh, I think this past week there was um there was like this whole thing on uh, on Twitter about how there's a couple different, but one more notable fake personnel, player, personnel director at Tennessee, like someone made a fake account and asking kids to pay him twenty dollars to to uh to attend a camp and then never responding back to the kids after they sent them twenty dollars. So it's so funny that you 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 bring that up that you got scammed by recruiting. So the the moral of the story here is be careful if you're a recruit or if you have a child that is a, a recruit. If if you're if your kids not getting any offers, don't go and throw your money somewhere. If they're not getting D1 yeah, offers, yeah. they'll they'll eventually get an offer from somewhere, maybe Division 2 or Division 3. Don't waste your money unless it's a a reputable camp that you know someone has been to.
2: So, uh slept on recruits. If you see them on Twitter, bash them, um catfish them. Help me get that money back because when I was a freshman and I was at Rhode Island, I'm like, "Hey, you know, I kind of need the money." Books aren't free. All the I'm, I'm like hitting them up desperately, desperately. Then I got so fed up. I'm like, okay, I got taken. So I'm like, all right, I'm gonna give you a little payback. I mean, I could do it right now. I get a response, and then I, uh, they'd start yelling at me. You, or I, I, they, 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 then they block me. I think I'm, uh, my personal is blocked by a lot of them.
1: You should totally do that again, but put
2: it out as content. Oh, I will. You should definitely. That is. That is can what can you cat, can you catfish them for me?
1: I'll catfish them too. I think we should. Uh, I think we should have some fun with this. I think that
2: was. I have all the. I have unique... all the receipts, all the screenshots, everything of of them saying, "Here's the money back guarantee if you don't get a D one offer."
1: That is amazing. I, <laughs> I'm sad that you you lost five hundred dollars, but that makes me happy that you're you're not just taking it and, and trying to move on. <laughs> you're fighting right back at them and giving them a hard yeah, time. Yeah, <laughs> I,
2: I. I think if we all collectively make one big push, then maybe I'll get it. Um, but it would, it would take some effort and I can't wait to get big enough where I can bash them, where I have a following that Mm -hmm. will go after them like hyenas and just decimate them. Like, that's what I'm waiting for. Like, that's one of my career goals that I have in the back of my mind, you know, along with like, you know, interview Julio, interview Young Thug, interview, uh, just people that want to interview and do a good show in a nice market. This... Is one of my underlying motivations of getting a big show, so I can I can use my platform to destroy them.
1: Well, in the podcasting and radio industry, there's always the the the, the conversation of the whole call to action. So why don't we do this, folks? If you're listening and you want to have some fun, wh- why don't you uh, alter your account or create a fake account and uh, and send a message to Slept Recruiting and. Or, or, or just continue to bug them like Sean has been doing. Try and get Sean's money back. Help us out.
2: I might make this public. I think I really might make the whole you situation should. public. With you the receipts. should. You Yeah. I think it's they, embarrassing, though. It's embarrassing.
1: It's not embarrassing. You were you were a high school you were a high schooler. You were desperately trying to get that opportunity to keep playing, and I think a lot of kids are in that same situation and sometimes we'll make some risky decisions because of it. So, listeners, if you want to help out, feel free to go and tweet at them. If you want the handle, tweet at us. We'll get you the handle, or DM us. We'll, we will directly give you the handle. We will help you uh, be, come after these these clowns that are destroying people on on social
2: media. Thanks for bringing up this wound, Joe. Hey, you're Appreciate welcome. It. It's good content.
1: <laughs> so oh, on what a, a
2: bunch of jerks. <laughs> on, a, on a
1: happier note, we want to touch on news that was relevant last week, but we were obviously caught up in signing day and also releasing our Adam Troutman interview. We're, we just want to hit on this before we end up getting into our next NFL draft spotlight, but the list of players that were invited to the NFL Combine were released a, a little over a week ago, and we know who the FCS guys that were invited The guys on this list, Dante Olsen, Charlie Tomopeo, Isaiah Coulter, Kyle Murphy, Aaron Parker, Kevin Davidson, Alex Taylor, Jeremy Chin, James Robinson, Derek Tuska, Alex Peachin, and Adam Troutman, were the players, the 12 players invited to the combine. So a pretty good list. I think that we can both agree here, though, Sean, that this is pretty much everyone that we would have expected to have been invited
2: definitely it's a fantastic list and i also just to bounce off the troutman thing i was seeing a i was um i was reading a a uh, mock draft and they had troutman going second round to the patriots
1: hey i'm telling you right now and we talked about it last week that dude is going to be the first tight end off the board and i honestly can see that that situation of him being Going to the Patriots, he he fits that mold. He's not as good of a uh, as great of a blocker as we might hope. He can still improve and get better, but it, he is such a weapon as a pass catcher. I think he's very different than Adam Shaheen. If anyone wants to try and make that comp of like oh small school athletic tight end, no, he's not. He's very different than Adam Shaheen. He's not going to be as low upside as Adam Shaheen. But it, it's worth noting here that we have. Um, we have, I believe, four guys on this list of, of 12 FCS players who we interviewed as a part of the FCS draft spotlight. So you're going to get to hear from a number of them. We're not going to spoil who those guys were, but still an incredible list that we have here. Um, I, I think there are a couple guys that were. I think I was a little bit shocked that they didn't get the invite. I think Cam Gill very well was warranted from Wagner in getting the invite. I don't know about you, Sean. Was there anyone that you thought should have really been invited that that didn't get that um that invite like uh, Pete Guerrero was also not invited from Monmouth was somebody else uh, that was a bit shocking
2: they they all have their journeys I I can't say who deserved the invite I'm not at that level to to dictate what constitutes a combine invite I'm just happy that we have so many FCS players that have been invited this year
1: and we'll certainly be following it and obviously following the guys that we played with the three Rhode Island players and if you look at the list that's the most amount of players from a single school there's no duplicate schools that were invited to the combine we have those three players going and coming out and it's it's had a huge impact on the program in just the past couple months in terms of recruiting we are now going to be giving you though jeremy chin an interview we did with him very similar same format that we did with adam troutman and why don't you take a listen FCS football players don't always get the same respect as prospects coming from the SEC and the Big 12. But as we know, the FCS is still a goldmine for hidden talent. Players like Carson Wentz and Darius Leonard had immediate impacts their first years in the league. This year in 2020, who will be the next FCS stud to turn into an NFL star? This is the FCS Draft Spotlight, part of the Believe in FCS Football podcast with Joe DeLeon and Sean Anderson. Just like Adam Troutman, Southern Illinois' Jeremy Chin dealt with a very similar situation. Not every draft prospect develops the same. Before his junior year of high school, Jeremy Chin was only five foot eight. Thanks to a very timely growth spurt, he's now playing at six foot three.
3: No, it was, it was a combination, really, of both. You know, my junior year of high school—that's kind of where I hit a growth spurt, and it, it kind of hurt me a little bit because I missed, I ended up missing half my junior season, so my recruiting was really low. Uh, Siu was my first offer, probably midway through my senior year. All I had was FCS offers, so I was I was a real slow developer too. But when it came down to the three offers that I had, you know, SIU was the best fit for me. It it kind of describes how I kind of grew up playing. You know, I wasn't at the I was at a really good high school, but you know we didn't always get all the hype around the state. So, you know, it's kind of always been that under under the radar type of player. You know, now being at a small school, it's kind of the same situation, but. Ball players, you know, they'll get seen, they'll get noticed wherever you are, whatever level you're playing at.
1: Despite being under the radar, Chin began to shine at SIU. Since his freshman year, he became a hawking force roaming the Saluki secondary. In his first two years, he racked up over 50 tackles each season and also three interceptions. That's when he realized he could take that next step.
2: Snap and a fake handoff for Hueslick. He runs the option, flips it out to Vic, and he's bottled up. Lucas Giggling and Jeremy Chin. Man, did Chin flash up. He got him in the backfield for a loss of one. Third and 11 coming back to the 21 of Missouri
3: State. He gets there in a hurry, doesn't he? I'd say probably after my sophomore season, just watching you know, the guys from my conference that were going and getting a shot. And as a sophomore, being on the, you know, all-conference list and stuff like that, you know, I kind of compared myself to them. It's like, hey, you know, I'm I'm making the same plays they're making. I just kind of compared it, you know, and I was like, all right, I'm going to get a shot. Uh, Playing in the NFL has been a a goal my whole life. But regardless of the level of school I was going to, it was always something I was going to, you know, strive for. And, you know, SIU playing here and having the success that I've had here it's just made that you know dream more of a reality.
1: That reality is very close for Chin. He played since his freshman year and stood out in every game, forcing turnovers to deflecting passes. All of that can be seen by the scouts when they flip on the tape.
3: But I, I think the film it just doesn't lie. Uh, you turn on the film, you watch any rep of you know any any game. and know uh, you know I'm I'm either on my way to the football or I'm I'm making a play on the football. So. Uh, I'm a relentless player on the field, and I'm also a leader on the field and off the field. I'm just, I'm just one of those guys who always likes to get to, around the football. You know, I I grew up watching, you know, guys like um, Ed Reed and Bob Sanders. So Ed Reed's more of the ball hawk type, so I like to incorporate that in my game as well. But Bob Sanders, he was more of a downhill um, type player. So you know, just certain things from other guys that I grew up watching and watch now, I just I like to. You know, trying to instill them into my game.
1: Chin brings a very unique size to the safety position, which makes him a dangerous threat to opposing offenses. Safety prospects are very rarely as tall as he is. Being very athletic at six foot three allows him to cover a lot of ground sideline to sideline when he's playing on defense. It also gives him a major advantage in tackling.
3: Yeah, having having a longer reach, um, and stuff like that is, is definitely an advantage. Um, really, really, in every aspect, as far as tackling, you know, it's, it's hard to stiff arm a guy that has longer arms than you. And, you know, and it gets me in a better position as far as, you know, playing the pass. Um, you know, I, I trust my length a lot. I use it to my advantage. And I think it, it sets me apart.
1: In his final season, Chin finished with 71 tackles, four interceptions, and seven passes defended. Over his whole career, he totaled 243 tackles. That type of production earned him attention for the Reese Senior Bowl.
3: Uh, you know, just another dream come true. You know, just, just, this whole process has been amazing. Um, just to be recognized by Jim Nagy and the Senior Bowl staff, is, it's an honor to be able to play in that game and, you know, be able to to show in front of the 900-plus you know NFL representatives just what I'm capable of. is definitely a huge opportunity.
1: Shin was one of the few FCS players to be invited to play in the Senior Bowl, and now he's one of 12 that will be participating in the NFL Combine coming up at the very end of February. It is yet another opportunity for him to shine and show out and let scouts and town evaluators know how talented and how athletic he is. An amazing interview that we had with Jeremy Chin, gave us a ton of great stuff to hear from him, and he is very similar to Adam Trauman, a riser. He participated in the Senior Bowl, had a pretty good week, just in the same situation as most FCS players that they're not going to get as much recognition in the early part of the pre-draft process during the season because it's all these writers and who we hear from the most that are just talking about the guys we see on TV the most. And then they'll occasionally bring up the small school guys. But once they show up at the Senior Bowl, once they show up at the Combine, once they have good pro days and they ball out, they start to move their way up the board. I think Jeremy Chin is definitely a guy like that. And he also gave us a a couple good uh, tidbits in this conversation, especially when he was talking about the guys that he really loved watching, specifically Ed Reed and Bob Sanders.
2: Yeah, Bob Sanders, the Bob Sanders part really – struck me because his tackling form really reminds me of Bob Sanders not in the in the huge booming way but just in the efficiency way so if you're going to model yourself out of uh two safeties I mean that's two really good ones to go for Ed Reed for his ball hawk skills and Bob Sanders for his tackling efficiency uh so Jeremy Chin it, it was really impressive to see him make that pole, uh as it were
1: and it's funny that he he's comparing himself, or not comparing himself, but tries to have that same style of play to Bob Sanders. When he's five inches taller than Bob Sanders, he's a lot bigger right. than both of these guys. It's really interesting that he's looking at these uber-athletic, very talented, instinctual players, and he's taking that sense of his game and, and translating it. I think the other thing that was really cool to hear him talk about, because, and I could tell a lot of people ask him this question, and I could tell a lot of scouts ask him this question, I'm sure, from when i interviewed him until now that he's getting more media attention that a lot of reporters and and analysts are asking him about this it, the way he talked about having having a long have longer arms being a taller safety having that reach really helps him in tackling because i mean if you think about it, it it's very hard to break a tackle on a guy that has very long and and strong arms
2: you ever seen a ship get away from a giant squid joe doesn't happen
1: i i mean i've never the long that.
2: arms will envelop the offensive ball carriers. I'm excited to see him. He's like the Kraken, Joe. Very much like <laughs>
1: Is that a potential nickname that we have here? See if you can push I'd that. Love,
2: I'd love it I'd love Jeremy Chin to be the Kraken. Just because he's so his arms are so long and he could just wrap up so 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 well.
1: When we watched him on tape though, I think that a lot of things that are very apparent and clear he's very, very long. He's 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 very tall. He's 6'3", 2'12". It's not your typical size for a safety. And we were trying to come up with good comps for him. And it's hard to do that because there's not a lot of safeties that are over 6'2". And being tall sometimes warrants being slower. Sometimes you'll watch these taller safeties in college and be like, oh, he's A good safety, but he's probably going to project as a linebacker because he's taller and he's heavier, he's slower, he can't move as well. He moves really well for a guy that is on that taller side. He needs to pack on a little bit more weight, but still tackles really, really well. He closes downhill at a a very good speed. There was one play I watched. Neck pace. Yes. Yeah. There was one play I watched where he was at his safety depth of 8 to 10 yards and uh, a pass was thrown into the flat, and he tracked him down, and, and it was only like a, a two- to three-yard gain. Like, that's an incredible downhill speed to have as a safety.
2: I think that that's his biggest strength, personally, is his ability to get downfield and, and fly around and just be at the point of attack as soon as, as, soon as possible. Uh, that's what I have been most impressed with by Jeremy Chinn. Uh, and what he's put on tape is just how well he can get to the ball and how fast he does.
1: I can fully expect that he's going to have some really crazy numbers. He'll probably have a, a not one of the fastest times for a safety for the forty, but he'll probably have a, a time that, that you'll look at and be, wait a minute, did he really run that? But I, if I would not be shocked if he ran under a four six. At his size, which is is cr- crazy fast, if he was able to do that, I think the other thing too that has a lot of teams and scouts really interested in him is that he has that size that they can use him as a box safety. They can put him in the box with an extra man. Um, you know, say that they have a certain uh, certain sub packages or certain rotations on defense. If you need to bring him down, you can do so. He's not your typical safety like some of these other guys that are only five foot eleven, two hundred and ten pounds. Once he gets up to that realistic 225 that an NFL team will want him at, he's going to look exactly like a linebacker, but have those coverage and movement skills of a safety, which is impactful to have that level of versatility. Uh, NFL defenses and defensive coordinators are constantly constantly looking for guys that they can use in different scenarios and keep on the field in any any situation, and I think Jeremy Chin is going to be the, the perfect weapon for some really really creative defensive coordinator.
2: I completely agree. I mean, his versatility of a defense coordinator could see him and do a myriad of things with him. It's it's really going to be exciting to see what role he plays in a defense. So, Sean,
1: what what would you say was the best comp that we were able to come up with? It, would, which we agreed was very difficult to do because of his size.
2: Best comp would, would be I I like the Landon Collins slash haha ha Clinton Dix, in kind of a little bit of both. And it you almost don't know how to define that comparison landon collins is just a really good all-around safety haha clinton dicks rangy safety um can come up with a big play so in but be- like a little bit of both of those guys is a, is a comp that i could see probably leaning a little closer towards collins because collins is a good tackler um that's probably where i'd stick him uh in a comparison yeah collins is a, is a big hitter I don't see
1: a ton of that from Chin. He's he's a good he's a great tackler and he can lay some some wood on you. But I, I think that when you talk about Collins, he's mostly known for for being a big hitter. And but I, I think that run support is what has made Collins such a good safety in this league. Is that he can come downhill. They the Giants and I believe the Redskins too have had tendencies to put him in the box and move him from his safety position and put him as an outside linebacker. I think that is a very good uh, comparison. If you're talking about size, we were hung up on this one. He does compare size-wise to Cam Chancellor, who's 6'3", but he's listed at 235. He's going to need to pack on some more weight if he wants to get up to that 235-pounder. That might be a little bit too heavy for him to play at. I think you'd be sacrificing some speed, but I I don't think we really felt that fit when we were talking about him compared to Cam Chancellor besides the height thing.
2: Yeah, I, Cam Chancellor's a different – he's just too – I don't think – I. Cam Chancellor's a once-in-a-lifetime type player. You don't see Cam Chancellor's ever. So it's like – Cam Chancellor was like the reincarnation of Mel Blunt. Yeah. Once in 40 years. I mean, you could say like Atwater, maybe. You could say like Ronnie Lott, but they were both still different than Cam Chancellor. I, I don't think there's going to be another Cam Chancellor. I'm not saying that Jeremy Chin is less talented, but there, he's just not the same player as Cam Chancellor is.
1: Do you think the Steve Atwater comp could work for Chin in this game? Because he was six foot three, he wasn't super big like Cam Chancellor. Do you think that might work for Jeremy Chin, or, or is that still safety, kind of a reach?
2: I think safeties are a little different now than they were mm-hmm. when Atwater was playing. I mean, Atwater was a um, one role fly in the box blow somebody up whereas chin is not restricted to one role when he's playing safety. I don't think, I think he, he's going to be doing a little bit of everything.
1: Yeah. I think that they are going to be moving him around a lot. And I, in other shows that I've done and talking about chin, I think one of the interesting things that you could kind of compare this to everyone's really excited about Isaiah Simmons because he's a linebacker that can play that played safety and can play uh, you know, a slot corner. If you need to, he can pass rush and stuff like that. Uh, Jeremy chin doesn't have all of those traits, but I think he is your cheaper version of Isaiah Simmons because he's coming from a smaller school. You don't have to draft him in the first round. You can get Jeremy chin in that three to four round range, two to three, four round range in that, in which is very good draft stock for an FCS guy. I I think though that, the reason why I'm comparing him to Isaiah Simmons is that you can use him in a ton of different situations. He does need to develop a little bit more in man-to-man coverage from a, a number of different analysts have, have have been saying that, but that's something that's just going to come with time and, and learning and, and figuring out how to work with your your strengths with the new defensive coordinator. Agreed. All right, that is going to be it from us. Sean, you got any closing thoughts?
2: Nope. I'm uh, just preparing my attack plan for slept on recruits and then uh, <laughs> we'll get back to you. I'm sure you'll see me very active on Twitter this week.
1: All right. Well, thank you for tuning in, folks. Be sure to follow us on social media at Joe DeLeon, at Sean Anderson 65 and also follow at Believe Podcast, spelled B-L-E-A-V, on Instagram and Twitter. Also, be sure to rate and subscribe wherever you're listening to us. And if you can't find us for whatever reason, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Art19, you name it. We are pretty much there if it's not any of those places that I listed. You can also check out Believe.com spelled B-L-E-A-V dot com, which has an amazing amount, an arsenal if you will, an army of Mm. podcasts that they have in terms of content. If you have ever wondered, is there a show for this? I can guarantee you there is probably a show for it on Believe.com. So be sure to check that out, Sean. Have you listened to any new shows lately? Have you checked out any new shows?
2: Nope. I'm real deep into One Piece, Joe. I'll get back to you when I do.
1: No, I'm talking about the the, the Believe show. Never mind. Yeah, I know. Because you no, always I come up with, I, I come up the with the a media, funny thing at the, the end the of the show. Okay. No. I'm All sorry. right. It, well,
2: just... The media. <laughs> I, th-
1: I threw you past <laughs> pass. You know. dropped it because you're too busy watching anime. Have a wonderful rest of your day, folks. Stick around for next week, and we'll continue our off-season breakdowns and hit you with yet another FCS draft spotlight. This is the
0: story of the one.